Hello, all you Third Shift Jedi out there. Our next story is pretty exciting. It ties up some loose ends and gives us a whole bunch of new ones to play with. And our player is Chris Burlew from the Redemption Podcast. But before we start, Chris has a little something to tell you about. Hey, thanks for having me on. My name is Chris Burlew. I am the Game Master of the Redemption Podcast. We're a Star Wars actual play. I'm also lucky enough to be a player on Tales of Blood and Stone which is a Shadow of the Demon Lord actual play, which both of those shows are proud members of the RPG Academy Network. And before we jump into the game, I'd love to take just a minute and talk about a Catacon. Catacon is the RPG Academy's premier tabletop gaming convention, and it's returning to the Dayton Convention Center November 8th through the 10th. Catacon is my favorite convention. It's not focused just on playing the big, well-named RPGs and board games, but it's a convention for learning new games, learning new things, discovering new friends. Uh, I personally run a lot of games there, and I know there are a ton of amazing games that are offered there. A Cypher System will be there, a bunch of Powered by the Apocalypse, a Dread, Wushu, obviously Shadow of the Demon Lord. I run Star Wars when I'm there. Plus, this year, Akatakon's also going to have Contessa running games and a Games on Demand program. But Akatakon's not just for role-playing. We also have an ever-expanding board game library, and that'll be available once again, and it's free to use for anybody that has a badge. There's also going to be game demos by RPG and board game designers. Uh, they're there just to teach you the game and get some feedback from it. Uh, there's a ton to do at Akatakon. We also do some live uh, podcast recordings. We do seminars on various topics. Uh, there's tons of different types of live shows. I know last year and the year before Redemption, we did a live panel. Last year's we took the crew, threw them onto like a Star Wars version of Jerry Springer and got the audience involved. It was a ton of fun. In my opinion, a catacomb punch is well above its weight when it comes to the guests. And due to its size, you get to spend a whole lot more time with the guests. And um, we have a ton of amazing guests that are coming in. I know I've got to meet Rich Baker, got to play Geek Wars with him. He's an amazing guy. I'm excited because Rob Schwab's going to be there this year. The guy who wrote Shadow of the Demon Lord. Uh, hoping to actually sit down and play some games with him. Uh, the Kickstarter for Catacon, it's going to go live March 21st. And it will run until April 20th. The Kickstarter allows the RPG Academy to ensure uh, that we have the funds to cover the upfront costs. Uh, like the deposit on the venue, bringing in the special guests. If you purchase badges through the Kickstarter, uh, it helps us guarantee a great convention and your chance to score a discounted rate. You know, get through the Kickstarter, get a little bit cheaper. Also, through the Kickstarter, we do have GM badges. Also, this is a big one. On the Kickstarter, we have a limited number of VIP badges. Those are amazing because that's your chance to come hang out at the VIP party. Plus, you get invited to the faculty retreat the next year, which is kind of a smaller version of a catacon. Uh, we also have some demo badges. All, all the information for that is on the website, acatacon.com. So get ready for the Kickstarter on March 21st. Uh, please help us make a catacon the number one convention that everybody wants to be at.
haunting memories, a disturbing past. Everyone has their secrets. All right, shall we uh, roll our force dice? Sure. All right. Two light side. Don't worry, that won't happen much more. One My dark rolls side. will disappear. Two light and one dark. I like where that is. Okay. Today we are joined by Chris from Redemption Podcast. Welcome, Chris. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, and we're also joined by Doug, who you know as Lucky, but not today. Hello. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself since we haven't had you on before? All right. Oh, uh, my name is Chris Berlew. Currently, I am the game master for the Redemption Podcast. Uh, we're a Star Wars actual play. Uh, we started the show about three years ago, and it's been cruising right along. I think we've got about almost four seasons out now. Um, I'm also a player on another podcast called Tales of Blood and Stone, which is a Shadow of the Demon Lord actual play, which if you're not familiar with Shadow of the Demon Lord, it's a fantasy horror setting. So I always warn people, don't listen to it with the kids. Cool. All right. And uh, who are you playing today, Chris? Uh, today I'm going to play Manus, Orain, uh, a Twi'lek mechanic who fell into a little experiment with Darth Plagueis a few years back, uh, managed to escape, and now he's on Coruscant, making his living as a mechanic. All right. And Manus doesn't necessarily travel alone. He's always got his good friend Jax running around with him. Unfortunately, no one else can see Jax. So most people think he's a little off. All right. All right, Doug, who are you playing today? I am playing Sol Dixon. And Sol Dixon is a Vesselisk. Uh, so he is a four-armed, large, kind of green-brown alien. He has a bristly mustache. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he um, does. I decided he is, he's in his uh, early to mid-60s. Um, and he works for the Republic Security Force on Coruscant, and he has worked for the Republic Security Force for almost uh, 45 years now. Um, he is well, uh, he's very experienced. He's He's been on probably about 10 big cases throughout his career, along with about 100 smaller cases. Saul Dixon wakes up to his comlink buzzing. It's the job. The Republic Security Force is uh, calling him into a, an active crime scene. You get up and head out into the big city, uh, take the skylines up to sort of a fancy part of town. And the crime scene is at the penthouse of one of the tallest buildings in the area. You get into the penthouse, and there are lots of clones everywhere. They are sweeping the area, looking for fingerprints, looking for evidence. But the Republic Security Force has jurisdiction here. This penthouse, you happen to know, um, belongs to a politician. 
Ambassador Arya Sull, a uh, Mune ambassador from Scipio. The room is uh, very well appointed. There are big windows that look out on the city. Nice furniture everywhere, but it looks like there was a bit of a scuffle. There's some scorch marks on the walls, and the, the carpet is torn up. What is Sol Dixon's job look like at a, at a crime scene like this? Um, he is going to be in charge of a few investigators. He's kind of a, the point person for a um, cleanup and investigation like this. Mm-hmm. So when he arrives on the scene, um, you know, usually his, uh, some, some people will find him, ask for some directions on what they should, uh, clean up or investigate. Mm-hmm. So you've got Zareel, a Snivian. He's got sort of a, a snout face, almost like a, a hippo, um, little tusks. He's a little bit, he's actually a lot shorter than you. Sol is pretty tall. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Jersendral, who is a Troig. Uh, you know them as Jers and Drawl. They've got two heads, each with a distinct personality, each that looks a little bit different. Okay. Jers and Drawl and Zareel? Yep. So is our Jers and Drawl like the announcer guy from the podcast scene of Phantom Menace? From the pod race, yeah. Or did I say podcast? Yeah, the podcast it's, scene. It's been a long day, sorry. Uh, well, that's great. Um, okay, so um, th- those are my those are my point people. Yeah, they're they're here. Um, so Zareel was here when uh, when you got here, and uh, he was sort of he was talking to the clones, seeing what they had found, and Jerson Drawl got there just after you. All right. Sol Dixon mm-hmm. walks up to Zareel. Hey, hey Sol. And asks him, uh, so, uh, what what happened? Looks like we got a 5-4-90. Yeah, the ambassador. We lost her on the way to the medical facility. Now, uh, explain to me, how do you lose someone on the way to a facility? Um, I mean, we didn't lose her. She died. She's dead. Oh. Well, that's, that, that is a shame. I'm sorry to hear that. What are all these clones doing here? Hey, they got here before us. Uh, we tried to get them to leave, but, you know, clones, they don't listen to us. Yeah, well, maybe they'll listen to this. Hey, get out of here. How am I supposed to collect evidence when this place is going to be covered in your fingerprints and footprints? And uh, all the clones sort of look up and, oh, they're all going to look the same. Uh, and then they all just sort of talk at you at the same time. Stop, stop. I, I, I can't understand one of you from the other. The leader comes up. He's got a blue shoulder pad. Uh, this is this is my investigation. Yeah, I, I could tell by the shoulder pad. We don't need the Republic Security Force coming in here and, and taking all our investigations. What are we supposed to do around here if we can't do our job? I got a whole city full of crime that needs you to stop it. You know, if you want you want crime stopped, you call some clones. You want you want a detective, you call me, Saul Dixon. Now get out of the way. You push past him. The clones stand back as you start investigating this, the crime scene. And again, you see the s- sort of scorch marks on the wall. And they're very like long and jagged. They're not blaster marks. And I'm not going to make you roll it because it's uh, an important piece of information that if you fail, you can't get. So you find 
one piece of evidence. It looks like the, the place is really roughed up and messed up, but some things were taken. But there's one thing that stands out. It's a piece of paper, like actual paper. It looks like an old handmade parchment or something like that. And on it, it's two words written. Manus or rain. What does Manus's apartment look like? Manus lives in a small studio apartment on one of the lower levels there on Coruscant. And it is full of what most people would call junk. But to him, it's parts and pieces that he is constantly putting things together with and rebuilding small, broken, mechanical things. If you were to come into the apartment, the first thing you would think is, where does he sleep? What does he cook on? But everything has got its spot, and underneath his workbench, pulls out his bed when he wants to sleep, and he actually cooks on top of a lot of the electronic stuff that he's got there when he remembers to eat. And Manus, in his apartment, is a blue-skinned Twi'lek, medium build, wearing uh, some heavy clothes that have leather over the top on the outside that he's got lots of little tools in him. And he's constantly working with his fingers and constantly has something in his hand that he's working on. It's probably about 8.30 in the evening. What's Manus up to right now? Currently, he is repairing a small camera droid. Uh-huh. Looks like it's probably somebody's personal droid that floats outside of their apartment to monitor what's going on and keep people out. It's really hard to work on a droid like that when somebody is pounding on your door and somebody has been pounding on your door for the past 30 seconds. Mm. Manus or Rain, we know you're in there. Open up. Oh, visitors. And Manus gets up and walks over and opens the door. Yes. Standing in front of you is a two-headed person. One head has some red protuberances on it and the other one has... Uh, sort of a green crest, and a Mary Allen woman with yellowish green skin and diamond tattoos on her face. Manus Orain? Yes? We're with the Republic Security Force. We're going to need you to come with us. Why? You'll find out down at the station. Let's just say there's been a disturbance, and your name has come up. O okay. I didn't do anything wrong, though. We'll see about that. Now, are you going to come with us, or do we need to... Call my friend, the Miri Allen over there. Oh, oh no, I don't want any trouble. We'll we'll be right along with you. We? You got somebody else in there? Yes. Come on, Jax. And then Manus steps out and starts walking towards the Miri Allen. Jerse and Drawl sort of look at each other as you pass. And they usher you into their black speeder and drive up to the Republic Security Force office. Uh, would you like to describe what the office is like? Who are you asking? Either of you. Well, we could just work with it together. I kind of picture the security office being just a big square, kind of a grayish color. Yeah. With lots of windows. Just a big block with lots of windows. Yeah. Yeah. Something something functional, not pleasing with to the eye. The, uh, it's the pinnacle of bureaucracy. It's just a boring, like, uh, very just functional building. Yeah. What is that architecture style called? Uh, brutalism. Brutalism. It's very brutal. I was going to go with boringism, but brutalism <laughs> works too. So 
the black speeder parks inside their garages and Manus is escorted into a lift by the Mary Allen and the Troig. You go up a number of floors and enter a very busy office. They walk you past what look like meeting rooms and offices and cubicles. They, they walk you up to a, a blast door, opens up. Inside the room is very stark, just a table, two chairs. And waiting inside it is a basilisk. You can go ahead and have a seat, Mr. Orain. Oh, okay. Ah, Manus Orain, I presume. Uh, yes. And... Welcome, welcome. Take, take a seat. All right. The door closes behind you, and just the, the Mary Allen stays standing. Um, what can I do for you, officer? Well, uh, we got some, we got some questions. Okay. Do you know anything, uh, about a immune ambassador? At that, Manus looks a little nervous. It kind of takes one of those deep breaths. Um, which ambassador well uh do you remember her name I, no i don't actually <laughs> it's aria sol the the mune ambassador in question is aria sol kind of a flat head looks like a like kind of like a book <laughs> kind of like a book to me it looks like like it was flattened in a book you know i mean not, not a big not a big head like like mine I don't think we've had the pleasure of meeting her. We? You're hiding something there? I, I mean, did you meet her? Uh, meet who, Sonny? The ambassador. Uh, I can't say I had the pleasure, to be honest. See? So we haven't met her. I see, I see. But what, what happened to her? Well, she was murdered. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. Sad things happen in this city every second. I didn't do it, though. Well, no one said you did. At that, a uh, you get a, a quick knock on the door, and it opens. And a Sullustin opens it and looks at you, Sol. Yes? Can I get a second? Uh, sure, sure. You walk out into the hall. This guy's your boss, uh, the assistant director. So it's uh, A.D. Sund. And he says to you, this guy's our only lead. Well, uh, yeah, this this piece of paper, that's about it, huh? That's about it. Do you know, you know what this means? Uh, no, but I got a feeling you're going to tell me. It means he's your new partner. You two are going to be working together on this one. I mean, look, he, he's obviously he didn't do it. Look at him. But, you know, you guys are going to have to work together. Uh, what's his backstory? What are his qualifications? That's a great question. We don't have anything on him. So you're saying... You're going to have to find that stuff out. He's totally clean. Hmm. As far as we know, just a mechanic. All right, well, I guess I'll have to take your word for it. Listen, I'll, uh, we can put you in touch with the ambassador's staff. She had, uh, she had an aide, a couple guards. Maybe you can get something out of them. But honestly, we didn't find anything at the apartment. You know, we we need to solve this one. We're in big trouble if we don't. An ambassador in our district, the clones have been taken. You know, they already they already shut down the police. We're next if we don't get get things together. It's, it's all so it's on you too. All right, just the just the fate of uh, 
weight of the city on my shoulders again. Well, I'll see what I'll see what I can do. Hey, it's on all of us. Yeah, it's uh, easy to say that from the comfort of your office, A.D. son. Hey, listen, you only got a couple days left to retirement, right? Uh, I can put a hold on that if you need me to. There's no need for that. All right. So get back in there and the two of you are going to solve this together. Whatever you say, boss. All right. Now get in there. He walks away. All right. So heads back into the interrogation room. The uh, Mary Ellen in the corner has been staring at you intently for the past minute. Manus, her eyes haven't gone off yet. While Saul was out, Manus actually had been leaning back in his chair and heard it squeaking. So when Saul comes back in, he's got some tools out and he's actually tightening up some bolts and stuff on the chair just so it doesn't squeak. Then he looks up. Oh, oh hi, you're back. Uh, you, you find something down there? Ah, just a loose bolt. I got it, though. Oh, thanks. So can I go now? Well, not quite. Uh, I, you, you didn't have anything planned for today, did you? just work um soul tells uh the mary what is it mary mary allen yeah mary allen Mm -hmm. call call mason uh call his work tell him he's not coming in today you got it she uh, steps out manis you and i are we're going on a trip you're not in trouble don't worry uh everything's fine we don't believe that you have a direct connection to this murder but you're only lead. You and I are going out to investigate today. Um, okay. Where are we going to start? Well, we've got just about no leads. But on the scene of the crime, we found this piece of paper. Uh, Saul hands Manus the piece of paper with his name on it. Yep, it looks, yeah, it looks old and uh, handmade. Have I ever seen this piece of paper? You've never seen this piece of paper before. It's torn on one edge. Well, this is different. Does this mean anything to you? Uh, n- no, it's just an old piece of paper with my name on it. Darn it. Huh. Oh. Maybe we could track down where the paper came from. Well, your guess is as good as mine. You get another knock on the door, and it's the Mary Allen again. Boss, we got the ambassador's aide here. If you want to talk to her, uh, yeah, send send them in. Uh, so it takes uh, another minute, but the aide comes in. She's a human, medium height, with dark skin and dark hair, and she walks up and she looks very sad. She walks up to you and introduces herself. My name's Rashon, and she shakes one of your four hands. Uh, Rashon Ida, I was, I was Arya's, I was her aide. Nice to meet you. Please, please take a seat. Thank you. Do you, do you have, do you know who did this? Not yet. Okay, any, I can, Do you? No. No, I don't. But if there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. Well, uh. Where did this piece of paper come from? This pe- yeah. piece of paper. She takes the piece of paper from you. I knew I I thought I knew everything about I don't know what this piece of paper is 
but Ari had been acting strange the past week. Um, she, she, yesterday she went out and she didn't, she told her guards to take the night off and I mean, she came back, but she's just been acting weird. Did the ambassador have any enemies, would you say? No, um, I mean, the Munes, they're not all that friendly with the Republic right now, but, um, she didn't, I, she didn't have any enemies. So you're saying the Mune aren't the friendliest bunch? No, they're, they're very friendly, but most of them are on the Separatist side. Wonder, Separatist connection, maybe? Did she have any connections with the Separatists or sympathizers? No, well, we came here to try and broker peace, but those meetings weren't until next week. Um, she liked to remain, she wanted to remain neutral. I don't know. Was there anyone else, was there anyone else close to the, to the ambassador? Just me and her guards, Rock, Bix, and Mel. We all came from Scipio together. It was just the just the five of us. Where do these guards stand on the side of the uh, Republic versus the uh, Separatists? Arya's guards were loyal to her. I vetted them myself. And where were the guards at the time of the attack? They were outside her room. That that night, she dismissed them all. Um, but they were in the building when she came back. Ooh. That's a good question. I'll, I'll ask. So, who would want to stop the peace? Stop the peace? Um, any number of people would want to stop the peace. Well, I don't know. And the humans are about profit, right? Yes, but I mean, not all of them. So, is there any immune that stands to profit from the war continuing? Don't they all? I mean, at least the banking clans. But Arya was not affiliated with them. She really, truly wanted peace. Well, peace is a dangerous thing sometimes. That's probably what got her in this trouble in the first place. She pulls out of her pocket a small data pad and says, I I can show you her schedule. It's got everything that she did. Well, almost everything from from the past few days. Uh, Sure, it might be helpful. You can look back at the week. You see that yesterday, which is the day that she was found dead, she had a meeting in the afternoon with the Chevin ambassador. She had a meeting the day before, but it doesn't say who it's with. And everything after five o'clock yesterday was just free. Nothing happening. So uh, I see this meeting with the Chevin ambassador. Amria Null. I see this other meeting. Uh Any idea who she met with? She said that was personal. Ooh. Oh, well, we're all entitled to our personal lives. I didn't want to pry. Were they lovers? I don't think so. Did she? You might ask her guard, Rock. Um, he got a little jealous. All right. Oh. Where's Rock? Is Rock her lover? I don't think so. I think it's kind of one way. So Rock was jealous. Got it. But Rock's a good guy. I mean, like I said, I vetted him. He's very good. Not quite good enough, apparently. 
apparently. And who vetted you? Arya herself. Now, uh, there's nothing that you're neglecting to tell us, is there? Why don't you roll perception? And it'll be too difficulty. And she says, no, there's there's nothing. Oh, let's see. So I don't have any perception, so it's just my cunning, so which is two. You could both roll perception. Okay. You said average difficulty? Yes. All right. I got three success and two threat. Nothing. I got a wash. <laughs> so, Manus, you, you notice Jax is doing something weird. What's he doing? He's standing behind the girl, just shaking his head. No, he doesn't believe that, that there's not a lover involved. Yeah. And Sol, you, you notice she kind of looks away from you a little bit when you ask if there was if there's anything that she's neglecting to tell you. And she says, no, no, nothing. She doesn't make eye contact. Because uh, i only asking because you seem a bit nervous. I, if there's something that you can tell us to help find whoever did this, it's the right thing to do, and we can protect you. She does seem very nervous. She really doesn't want to say. Um, Rock and I saw her go into the winner's circle yesterday the the sports sports lounge it's it's not her style she doesn't she doesn't go into that kind of place it just seemed it just seemed odd and she came out with with somebody but he didn't he didn't look very nice can you describe the person in question um he was green he had uh pair of eye stalks and a little little beak I think um, he's called I think his species is an ishi tib he's dressed really nice but he was with some people that I didn't I didn't like and who were the people that he was with um a droid and a trandoshan a droid and a trandoshan the trandoshan looked mean well don't they all yeah usually a little insensitive but okay so which one of those was her lover i could not i couldn't see her with that that green person i don't know i don't i don't know that she had one Hmm. and what did she do with these people she just left at the same time that they did it seemed like they were ignoring each other on purpose you know you know what i mean yeah they were trying to look like they were ignoring each other, but you could tell they knew each other. You can always tell, right? Yeah. Um, at this point, you are still looking at Jax shaking his head behind her, and she looks up behind her and doesn't see anything. Um, can I can I go now? Just, uh, I'm still really... I'm, I don't know how I'm going to get over it, this. This is hard. Um, of course, of course, you can leave. Uh, give us a call if, if anything, a new information comes to your mind. I will. And uh, I don't know if Rock is here, but if he's here, could you send him in? Thank you. I'll see if I can find him. And she walks out the door. I think, uh, I think we need to go to this bar and question those people. That sounds like the right idea. A minute or two go by. 
and Rock does come in. He is also he is immune, so he's uh, very tall, uh, about as tall as you, Saul, and he's got a an elongated head and um, grayish skin. Gentlemen, you uh, must be Rock. Rock Nas, yeah. What can I do for you? Have a seat. We have some questions for you. All right. Sits down. Can I uh, get a glass of water or something? Um, no, not yet. Uh, okay. All right. Fine. So tell us. And Manus like pounds his fist on the table. How long have you been with the ambassador? I've been working with her for uh, a couple years, like three years. And how long have you been her lover? <laughs> Never. But you want to, don't you? No, that's crazy. Yeah, we think you're lying. He looks a little shifty. Um, what can I say? She's uh, she's she's a nice looking mune. But I, I mean, she's uh, she's an ambassador. I'm just I'm just a guard. What I what's gonna happen there? Not much. What does this have to do with anything anyway? Just uh, just answer his questions, would you? Well, uh, Saul pours a glass of water and holds it in his hand. All right. Yeah. Withholding it. Just holds it. Okay. Research shows that in situations like this, it's usually a lover that has done the crime. Or somebody who wants to be. Research. You look like some kind of mechanic. Do you you have uh you have a degree in uh criminology? Of course. Why else would I be asking these questions? Now, how long have you wanted to be her lover? Uh it's it, you know, a while, but I, also I don't see how this matters. You, you, I mean, okay, listen, I'm a guy who fights and protects for a living. You saw what happened in her. Did you see, you saw what happened in her, her apartment? The, like those scorch marks. I don't know what did that. You should be looking into something like that. Where were you when the scorch marks uh, occurred, sir? Um, at that question, he looks kind of sad. Um, I was taking a break. Where? Upstairs at the restaurant, the Steeple Rock. It's right upstairs from, from where she lived. I was supposed to be doing my job, but I was up there. Now, can someone else corroborate that you were at this location at this time? Yeah, anyone. Anyone up there. And, uh, what about, uh... Bix and Mel, where, where where were they at this time? They were off for the night. We take shifts. So you're telling me no one was guarding the ambassador? And everything seemed fine. I don't... Yeah, but it usually does. The This is, this is a good part of the city. Uh, there's no good parts of this city. Ooh, that's, that's a good question, too. So tell me, who paid you to go into the restaurant? Nobody paid me to go in the restaurant. Well, then why did you leave? It's a long day, all right? She told me to take the night off anyway. Did you always do what she told you to do? She told me to take the night off. I didn't really listen to her. I followed her to the, the winter's circle. Saw her with... She's probably looking looking to this guy. I saw her with an ishy tib. Yeah. A well-dressed guy. Yeah. Had a droid and a Trandoshan with him? Yeah. Yeah. The Rashon told you? Yeah. 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 Which one of them was her lover? Uh, as, as far as I know, she never had anyone. Oh, that... She was really into her work. So which one of them wanted her dead? That's a great question. Could have been any one of them. 
the 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 Trandoshan looked shady, but they went a different direction. They went they went down. She went up. Interesting. Uh, what do you what do you think, Manus? Is that all he knows? Manus kind of stares at him and squints one eye and kind of glares at him. Is it all you know? That's all I got. I'm afraid. Wish I had more. So do we. So do we. If uh, if anything new comes to light, you'll you'll make sure to give us a call, won't you, Rock? Of course. Yeah. All right. There's a there's a good boy. Why don't you go guard something? He uh, gives you a backwards glance as he leaves the interrogation room. Well, Saul, I think you should drop this lover angle. I don't think it's playing out. Where to next? Well, uh, what time is it? Uh, I could probably have a drink at the Winter Circle. How about you? If you're buying, I'm drinking. All right. All right. So you head out of the the Republic Security Force office, passing lots of boring cubicles and boring offices, and hop into Sol's cruiser. What's uh, what's Sol's vehicle look like? Um, it is a long tan rectangle. <laughs> okay. You hop into the long tan rectangle and head off to the winner's circle. So the winner's circle is in a decent part of town. It's near the surface and uh, it's still fairly busy. It's we're going on maybe 930 at this point. I'm going to park just out front, not trying to hide my car. Yeah, it's, not, it's hardly a car you would even want to steal. Just a big tan brick. So you head into the winter circle. It uh, is pretty busy. There are a lot of people wearing sports team jerseys, big hollow projectors showing pod races and Fabia races and all sorts of different games from across the galaxy. There are some tables um, with lots of people eating fried food, and there's a bar through the center of the room. Manus is immediately looking for the three suspects. You don't see them immediately. There are a lot of people here, though. They could be hiding here somewhere. Hey, Saul. Yep, what's that? Is this where we're supposed to go up and charm the bartender to tell us all about what he overheard? Yeah, I could, uh... That sounds like a great plan. I was heading there anyway. Let's, uh... Let's see what what we can learn from this bartender. You head up to the bar, and the bartender is... Iktachi. He looks at you. What can I get for you? Well, sir, there's a there's a few things you can get for us, I think. Uh, I'll start with uh, a drink. Why don't you, whatever's on special, make it make it two actually. All right, two uh, two Karelian ales coming right up. He starts pouring them from the tap. You got something else? Well, uh, we might have something. My uh, my friends got was wondering something actually. Yeah. All right. He finishes up the first drink and passes it along and starts working on pouring the second one. Yeah, so uh, I think my girlfriend was in here last night wondering if you've seen this woman. And Manus holds up a data pad with a picture of the ambassador on it. Uh, yeah. We don't get too many moons around here. I think, yeah, last night, yeah, she was here. So who was she with? Uh. That's a, it's a tricky question. You wouldn't be uh, hiding something, would you? Well, you know what? Uh, 
I'm about to go on my break. Let me just let me just clean this up here for a second, uh, and then and then we'll we'll go around the corner and talk. And he um, pours that second drink, cashes you out, and puts a couple things in the sink. He leads you around the corner to a high top table, gestures for you guys to have a seat. So that guy, uh, I don't want to go. Uh, you can't you can't tell him that I said anything. Okay, do we have a deal? You, you can't say you heard about him from me. Uh, this is strictly confidential. We, uh, we're professionals. Believe us. Wait, who are who are you anyway? Do you have like a badge or something you could show me? Because I mean, if you're just some guy, I'm not gonna talk to you. Saul so, uh, opens his jacket up. He's got kind of like a dress. Uh, he's got like Coruscant um, businessman attire, basically. Uh huh. But he's got kind of a like a overcoat, and he opens his coat a little bit and he's uh-huh. got kind of like a starry he's, he's got like a, a shiny badge on his suspenders and right underneath it is a holstered uh heavy blaster pistol yeah i am imagining that he's got it sort of backwards too like he he cross draws yeah totally um yeah so you flash your badge the go oh, ooh, you guys mean business rsf we don't get you getting here every day yeah, um, okay. Again, you can't tell him that I told you. Sir, uh, we don't even know your name. Great. That sounds great. Um, this guy, uh, the Ishi Tip. He's an Ishi Tip. He's from a uh, couple dozen levels down, and I only know him by reputation. Uh, I've never actually met him, but he's got a lot of pull down there. His name's Thassifer. Why don't you both make an underworld? check all right what's the difficulty i would like to make it average i think yeah that's fine okay i have two success net one failure one threat okay Saul has heard of thasifer he is an up-and-coming gangster um he's gathering a lot of resources down towards the Golden Gundark Casino, and it kind of seems like he might be gearing up to, to make a move. And this loud, busy bar, I feel like it's it might be stressing Manus out a little bit. And um, there's just, just a lot of people. And you lost Jax for a second in the crowd. I think you're you're a bit distracted oh, as sure. this is all this conversation's all happening. Uh, uh, so Saul definitely knows of this guy. Thassaver. Huh. Yeah, I have heard of him. So why were they meeting? I don't I don't know that. It's busy here, it's loud. That's probably why they chose this place. So they wouldn't be overheard. We get a lot of a lot of people from down below come up here for that sort of meeting. Okay. Is this guy going to be back anytime soon? Uh, maybe. I mean, we see him once in a while, usually for meetings with people of, of varying degrees of power. You said this person was an ambassador. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, he, he could come back. I don't know. Um, do we know, would, would Saul, if, if Saul's aware of this dude, would he know where his, any other hangouts or anything like that, or home base what was your you got two successes yes did you have any advantage or anything no okay um 
I think he would be aware that his home base is on one of the mm-hmm. levels surrounding the Golden Gundark Casino. What do you think, Manus? Do we should we stake it out, or should we take this show on the road and do some more questioning? I, I don't know where to find the guy. Do you? No, no idea. I've heard of him, but the big city could be anywhere. Well, it's our only lead. It's a good point. See either that or we follow the other bodyguards and see what they know. Did they bypass the security, or was the security just turned off? Um, H- how do they get in the room? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I feel like I should know that, but I don't. <laughs> you did know that the the big window to the outside was cut, like glass cutter style, but a big hole. Is it standard, though, that they would have an alarm on the window? Um, I feel like that that okay. high up, maybe not. There there may have been. Yeah, there was there. There should have been an alarm. So no alarm was tripped. No. Should have been tripped, but wasn't tripped. Whoever did this was either close to the ambassador hmm. or a real professional. Yeah. I mean, there's also burning and scorch marks. Um, fire alarms probably should have gone off. You know, the more we think about this, it seems like it was pretty close to home for the ambassador. Maybe we should track down this uh, Bix and Mel and see if they know anything. Could. Or we could track down this guy. I don't know anything about him, though. Thassa Ver. Well, you're the expert. Where should we go next? Well, I know that he's a couple floors down. Let's uh, let's head down to the Golden Gundark. Okay. And see if we can spot anybody. Maybe question a few people while we're down there. So I'm going to just go ahead and give you a plot twist by flipping my dark side point over. Um, because as you were talking about going down to try and find Thassa Ver, an Ishitib walks in with a droid behind him and a Trandoshan. And they are looking around. They're looking for someone. Hey, uh, don't look, but I think I found him. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Thanks to Chris and Doug for playing on this episode. You can hear Chris on Redemption Podcast, and you can find Doug's art at DougCEberhart.com. Our music is by Mark Eberhart and Nick Scourin. You can find Nick's music at pro-am.bandcamp.com. You can find us on social media at Coruscant Night on Twitter, Coruscant Nights on Instagram, and you can email us at CoruscantNightsPod at gmail.com. Love the show and want to show your support? Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or visit our Patreon. This week, we'd like to thank our new patrons on Patreon. Thank you, Steve and Heather. And an extra thanks to Ben and Doug for sticking around. You are all the best. Be sure to stop by our Patreon for bonus episodes and a whole lot more. Find us at patreon.com slash Nights. And one last reminder, you can hear me on this week's episode of Pocket Singularity, a podcast that tells stories of a possible future using news reports, short stories, and actual play RPGs.